Ashley with Daily Encouragement. Do you see I just switched that up, y'all? <laughs> How are you guys? Um, it is Thursday. This is the first week we've completed, well, after today, uh, the first week of the new life coaching series. I want to walk you guys through. I'm changing the format on this podcast. Yes and no. You know, I've been talking with you guys about the four foundational areas that God has used to change my life. Maturity, bonding, boundaries, and integrating his grace. I've discussed a lot and gosh, you guys, I think it was October 22nd was when I first dropped this podcast all through December. So you've got about three months worth of content on there you guys can consume. I will not ever quit talking about these things. I think they're always going to come up. Um, it's just now I'm trying to walk you guys through the process. So after God healed me of these four areas, in these four areas, he began to walk me through a process of finding my identity. Uh, that's not based upon circumstances, other people's opinion, or my performance, but based upon his grace inside of me, integrated into my life, through my life's experiences that have uncovered my values, my character, my skills, my talents, and my purpose that are all hidden in the soil of my life, that are hidden in the soil of your own life. If you have the courage to let God get inside your life, dig up the unplowed ground, it is time to seek the Lord. You guys, your unplowed ground is your life. It's those areas in your life that you refuse to go. Those areas of your life that you don't want to talk about, the things that you just want to act like, it ain't there. Okay? If we want to make progress in life, you guys, we have to recognize where we're at and where we want to go. And at the same time, identifying in your mind exactly why you don't want to take a step forward, you guys. You have to learn to face yourself as a whole person. You have to learn to face those emotions that keep you from the grace of God and keep you from the life that you want to have, you guys. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking about vulnerability today. Okay, we are. We got to talk about it, you guys, because I cannot share anything that I've not been through. Okay, like I can't make an impact on your life if I have not walked through these things. You guys, this is something foundational that the Lord had brought into my life after I started to realize, so you know, the weight of the emotions I was living under, realizing how I was feeling, burdened, stressed, frustrated. Um, I felt like I was, uh, how would you say, y'all? You know how you've got those super, you know, communist countries or like, you know, North Korea and those places that are super oppressive, okay? Um, you know, insert here, whatever nation you would think, man, that'd be rough to live there, right? Because the way they structure things. Um, I live in the freest nation in the world, and I felt like I was living in one of those super just oppressive nations. I was living in my own prison within myself, you guys. And Jesus said, the truth will set you free. I'm like, oh, that's cool, Lord. Like, what does that even mean? Because um, the only truth I really had was the truth of myself, the truth of how my life was going and the outcomes, the way people were communicating with me. And that truth was not making me feel free at all. It was everything but uh, freedom. It was burden. Like I said, it was stress. It was anger. It was frustration. Um, it was hiding. It was, it was, excuse me guys, condemnation. I talk about those things all the time, you guys, because it's relevant in our lives as human beings. Are we not all people made in the image of God? We don't have the same experiences in life, but we all feel the same things, right? All the same emotions, the basic emotions, joy are like happiness, sadness, anger, right? But you guys, there, there are so many words to these emotions that we have. You guys, if you actually were to look up a list of emotions, you would be amazed at the language that the English language has put on these things for you to 
articulate what you're feeling and thinking. You cannot communicate if you don't have the words to speak. Words are powerful. What does the Bible say? From the, from the, you know, what is it? From the, uh, you can speak life from the power of the tongue, right? The words that we say, God created good with the words he spoke. God created the universe just by saying something, right? We create our own lives by what we say, right? What we believe, whatever, okay? The words that we use influence our lives. They influence other people's lives. And they also give us the ability to communicate with the people around us. And, you know, how do you think, like, if raise the example, people who come over here from other countries who don't speak English, a lot of them feel super isolated, right? It's really, really hard to be around people when you don't have the words to connect and communicate, all right? Emotionally, it's the same thing. You've got to know what you're feeling and you've got to have words to it so you can communicate it to the rest of the world because you guys, the only problem we're ever going to have in our life, you guys, is how we feel. Seriously, think about it. Do you ever have any problems when life is good? When you're feeling happy and you're feeling joy and you're feeling elated and you're feeling excited and anticipation of you know, uh, some fun event you're looking forward to, right? Um, an opportunity, um, you know, just doing things in your life. There's no problems there. It's only when you're feeling stressed and burdened and frustrated and, um, un, what is the word? Uh, uh misunderstood, right? It's, so the only problems we're ever going to have you guys is how we feel and how we feel is connected to how we think. And that's a whole nother podcast within itself, you guys. We're going to get into that with life coaching. It's going to be good. I really hope this podcast influences and and begins to change your guys' lives, your lives, only your life first. You guys cannot have any influence in anybody else's life if you don't even have control of your own, if you haven't gotten underneath God's grace, if you haven't been changed and transformed on this type of level, you guys. And so anyway, let's just jump into this thing. Being vulnerable, okay? That 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 was the next stage that... I, if I look back on my life that the Lord had kind of brought me into. So I was feeling stressed. I was feeling burdened. I realized I didn't have any burdens in my, or uh, boundaries in my life. I was realizing how I was letting, you know, I was getting resentful because I was making choices. I was making choices and I was blaming other people, right? I would rescue irresponsible people or I would interrupt the law of sowing and reaping in somebody's life. And then I would get frustrated because I was overstepping my bounds, right? I mean, God says everyone's going to reap what they sow. And he only does that not to be a jerk, y'all. But so people can learn the fruit of their own thinking that led to bad outcomes so they can have control of their life, right? So you can have control of your life. You can have control of the outcomes in your life because you realize it's the knowledge that you're living by that's creating those things, right? Was it not the knowledge of evil that brought Adam into hiding and isolation and fear? It wasn't the knowledge of good. He had gotten that from God. Right? He was naked in the garden, felt no shame. So you guys have to understand. Um, I so anyway, I was feeling I was feeling all those, you know, burdens and frustrations because I had no boundaries. I was doing that whole thing. But then there was also this other dynamic that was going on with me that I didn't even really realize. And it was there were certain areas of my life that I would not, you know, talk to the Lord about. You know, uh, there were certain things that I was just like, Well, you know, I don't know, Lord. Remember, you guys remember the podcast I did the other day? I don't know if you guys listened to it, but I had a revelation because I was stressing about money. And then I had a revelation that I was blaming God because I didn't have as much money as I wanted. You know, that kind of thing. Like, who who wants to talk about that? You know, I don't want to sit there and tell God. Right. And I 
didn't even realize. And that's why I asked the Lord, like, wow, if I believe that, where did that even come from? You guys start asking the question, who told you that? Is that not what God did with Adam in the garden too? He goes, who told you that? You know? Oh, he goes, Adam, where'd you go? Oh, I was naked. So I hid. He goes, who told you that? Who told you you were naked? Bro, you were naked the whole time and you were hiding. Isn't it funny how we can sometimes blame our outside, like what we see for the problems that we're having? God was like, no, who told you that? What knowledge are you living by, Adam? What happened? Who, who told you you were naked? Right? So you guys have to understand the connection between the knowledge and the outcomes. And it's not just, you know, oh, well, it's this and this. It's not what you can see. A lot of times what you see isn't even the problem. It's what we're thinking that's the problem. Anyway, I digress, y'all. Being vulnerable. So I was reading Darren Greatly, you guys. I highly recommend that book from Brene Brown. God has used Brene Brown in amazing ways in my life, you guys. And here's the thing. I think I told you guys in another podcast, I had I was getting attacked by the Christian community because I was reading books that weren't necessarily the Bible. You guys, I read the Bible and I read God's grace in his various forms. What do I mean by that? There are people out there who have fallen in the shame hole, who have struggled, who have been through all kinds of situations, and I get to glean from the wisdom and information that God has given to them, and they might they might not even be aware of it. But what does it say? Every good and perfect gift comes from him. So if anybody has the ability to produce good results in their life, whether they recognize it or not, um, it was a gift from God, right? So I appreciate people who are willing to put themselves on the line, share their stories and the shame they were in, the struggles they had, whatever. And then eight, and then they're able to share with me the new perspective that they got. I think that is such a gift. I see that as God's grace in its various forms. The Bible talks about we are God's grace in its various forms, you guys. I think it's like First Peter or whatever. And then it says God's grace is supposed to produce firm, secure, and steadfast people. So as you recognize where you need God's grace in your life, as you recognize your own instability, un- excuse me, you guys, God is going to bring a new thought process, process into your life that's going to create a new outcome then you can share that with other people. So I appreciate people that have put themselves on the line. Brene Brown, she's a research, you know, she's a researcher. She studies people. She studies shame and vulnerability and all those things. Um, I never knew what shame was. I never knew what vulnerability was, even though, you know, the Bible says Adam was naked and he felt no shame. Do you guys realize nobody even in the church even talks about this? No one talks about shame in the church. No one talks about vulnerability. I don't know why, because is it, is it worldly or something? Like, seriously, you guys, like, no one ever talked about this with me. So, I, you know, after I got out from underneath the church and I was alone in the wilderness, okay? You guys, I've really got to share a revelation I have with you guys about the wilderness one day. I've really got to do that. Um, Lord, help me to remember to do that. But anyway, so, I, here I'm in my own wilderness, right? Like, I'm free, right? I just got out of Egypt, so to speak. But I'm on my own. And I'm like, oh, I don't have everybody telling me what to do anymore, right? I don't have people telling me who God is in my life and all this kind of stuff. I'm on my own, you know? And I remember like, Lord, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm fearing dismay. I'm feeling fear and dismay. You guys know what dismay is? It's when you're so afraid you don't even want to move. I felt like that. I sat at my kitchen table and I told God, you know what, Lord, I believe you brought me here, but this is scary. Like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. Like, I knew that I was under slavery and I needed to get free, but I didn't know how to live as a free person. I only knew how to live as a slave. I wanted to go back into the slavery. I wanted to go back into a structure or someone to tell me what to do so I could feel more secure in myself because I was not raised with the tools to be able to trust myself in the way of being able to make decisions. Or I wasn't around enough 
people that gave me the freedom to fail, right? It's, I mean, we got to deal with our kids, yo. We got to give them the opportunity to make decisions and reap what they sow while they're still underneath the grace of your mom and dad, of mom and dad, right? To help coach them and, and give them opportunity to figure things out where they still have that safety net, okay? Um, no one ever did that for me. I, was, I never had that opportunity for freedom to fail. I was trying to help my parents figure out why they failed, right? No one ever sat down with me and gave me that opportunity. So anyway, you guys, I just remember... Anyway, I, I completely forgot where I was going with all this. I always get on these freaking bunny trails, mini rants or whatever. And then I'm like, dang it, Ashley, what were you just talking about? <laughs> oh, Egypt. There you go. I wanted to go back into slavery. I wanted to go back into the church. But I knew that the only reason I wanted to go back into the church was because I was just afraid of being judged by not being in the church. Right? Oh, if you're not in the church, you're not a Christian. If you don't have elders, you're not a Christian. If you're not doing this, you're not a Christian, right? All these accusations. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm never not, I better not get into that right now. So I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I was listening to this podcast. Um, I think it was from Jesus Culture, um, Banning Leapster or whatever. And they have a little chit chat about these things. And they were talking about, um, or maybe it wasn't Banning Leapster. It was another guy. I can't remember. But he was talking about his son who told him to watch The Power of Vulnerability from Brene Brown. And he said, he said it was super powerful, right? And I was like, you know what, Lord, I don't even, and he was talking about vulnerability and, and shame and all these things. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I was like, I'm going to watch it. So I watched the video and it was like, oh my God. After I watched it, I realized, wow, Lord, I've been living under shame my whole Christian life with you. I've been trying to prove my worth and my Christianity to the rest of the world and to you, not even realizing it, right? Uh, she said to be, to be vulnerable means to have courage. The Latin word for courage is like vonier or whatever. I can't pronounce it. If my best friends listen to this, she teaches Latin to her children. She's a homeschool mama and uh, she, she got a hold of me a couple weeks ago and, and she told me they were studying that word and uh, the Latin word for vulnerable and it means to, to wound, right? The ability to be wounded. And uh, anyway, but what courage used to mean is to tell your story with your whole heart, to be wholehearted. Right. And I was like, wow, I haven't been doing that. I've been living half hearted in the way of, oh, I can't show up and be who I am because when I am, I get criticized and judged by other people. Right. You got the Pharisees, the elders and teachers, the law coming out, trying to dictate your life and, and tell you who you are in Christ and who you need to be. And I'm like, I can't live like that, Lord. Like that's, I can't live like that anymore. That almost killed me, you guys, like literally spiritually, emotionally, who knows, you know, who knows what would have happened if I would have stayed in that environment. Anyway, so I watched this video. It changed my life. It began to open up my perspective on vulnerability. And I thought, Lord, why aren't we teaching this in the church? Why aren't we teaching people how to be vulnerable? So let's talk about vulnerable. To be vulnerable means to feel, right? And you guys, uh, read Daring Greatly. She talks about all this in there. She's got a whole chapter on uh, debunking vulnerability myths. She talks about shame. She talks about how to get out from underneath shame, like her little formula that she came up with. Um, and you guys, so I've taken all of that and I've just kind of put it through my lens of, in my relationship with the Lord and integrated, integrated that perspective. Like, okay, God, this is what shame is. This is what, what, what vulnerability is. Help me to apply it in my relationship with you. So Adam and Eve were naked and felt no shame, right? So they were open to attack physically as well as mentally. And the only thing that kept them vulnerable to being hurt was the knowledge they were living by in the garden right? Vulnerability, knowledge. Um, if vulnerability means to feel, okay, 
Because my question, I guess you guys, I'm trying to understand, where did shame come from then? If they were naked and felt no shame, where did shame come from? What was the process that happened in the garden that all of a sudden they're not feeling any shame and then they are? Adam thought it was because he was naked, but God said, who told you that? Right? So we know that there's a knowledge. There's something that happens with the things that we believe that really where shame starts to kind of creep in, you guys. And so my another thing I want to try to do is understand that. I'm asking God, Lord, how did shame come about? How do, how do we explain this? How do we talk about this so people can understand it in their life and, and start to pinpoint it, you guys, kind of get laser focused on this stuff, right? So that's kind of the thought process behind that. You know, they were open, they were naked, they felt no shame, um, they had the knowledge of God, So and, and they were vulnerable in that way, right? But they didn't know they were vulnerable, though they were vulnerable, right? Right, because vulnerable means to be open to attack. And anyway, so the only thing that hurts us is our ignorance. And Adam and Eve were manipulated, right? They didn't need to know what it, um, they didn't need to know what it meant to be like God because they were already made in his image, right? The enemy played on what Adam and Eve didn't know. What they knew was perfect. They had knowledge and they felt no shame. So your perfect knowledge, knowledge of God, you will feel no shame. It's when you step out of the perfect knowledge of God, you start to feel shame in your life. Okay, you guys, and that's kind of where I'm trying to go with this. Um, I'm trying to talk about being vulnerable and shame here at the same time. So if I sound like I'm all over the place, you guys, forgive me for that. Um, I'm reading to you guys kind of some thoughts I had, and I'm hoping I can get to this next page pretty soon, which it looks like I will be. So I'm going to keep reading some notes to you guys. So your knowledge leads to your emotional state, okay? If shame is feeling unworthy of love and belonging because you're flawed, you can assume that they felt worthy of God's love and belonging. Because that was the other thing. She gives definitions of shame. And uh, she said, I wrote her definition down somewhere. I think it's in my life coaching notebook, guys. Because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm building my own little course here as I talk about it through the podcast. Because I would like to sort of get something published for people to buy. I want to do like some videos and stuff. Um, that's going to be like a future endeavor that I'm going to do, you guys. Um, I want to do it for my children especially. Um, and then I would like the rest of the world to be able to benefit from it as well. But more importantly, my children, I have the most influence with them. I don't want my children to ever be slaves or walk in these kinds of things. So anyway, I don't want anybody to feel that, honestly. That's why I do this, you guys. It's just my children are young right now, and um, I'm, I can talk about this with them, but you guys can understand it on a little bit deeper level, okay? So uh, this is the definition of shame she gave. Uh, Brene Brown. Oh, it's from her book, In the Gifts of Imperfection. That's the other one you all should check out. Uh, shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Okay, so that's the definition of shame that she gives. And so Adam and Eve, we can assume because they had no shame that they felt worthy of love and God's belonging. Okay, they, they felt, um, they didn't have any of those negative feelings. Okay. They felt worthy because they had perfect knowledge. All right, Brene Brown defines, so let's talk about vulnerability. The other way she defines it as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure, okay? So she was saying to be vulnerable means to feel, right? You're open to attack. Well, the only way you can feel attacked is by how you feel, right? So she was saying uh, people can see feeling as a weakness, though. But I want you guys to think about this really quick. Are we not basing our lives in how we feel? Are we not emotional creatures? So let me give you guys some examples here. I want to feel, insert here. 
How do I not feel or feel this? People are always finding some, um, uh, hold on you guys. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> so people are always looking for some band-aid for their emotional scars. Okay. Drugs, alcohol, food, um, prescription drugs, tobacco, sex, all these things have to do with our emotional states. Okay. So we, um, we run from feeling this. So you're running from feeling this insert here. What do you not want to feel? Right. How are you feeling and what do you want to get away from? And what are you trying to feel? Insert here, right? So if we have to be able to understand how much our emotions really do play a role in our lives. And you guys, my girl Tori Slaughter at Our Given Purpose, she's got a really awesome podcast. She's actually uh, going through kind of four major emotions that she had experienced. You know, well, she, we all experience it, but she talks about removing arrogance, anger, pride, and fear from our lives, right? She shares her experiences with it. And then she's trying, she's, she's giving everybody tools on how to deal with those four main emotions, right? Arrogance, anger, pride, and fear. A lot of people struggle with that. Those are barriers, you guys, to us moving forward and making progress on our purpose. And she talks about that too. But um, right now she's getting down the nitty gritty. So you guys check out her, her podcast, Our Given Purpose. You know, she will begin to also give you guys perspectives on these, on these four big emotions that keep you from, you know, becoming all God created you to be. So anyway, you guys, um, so... Uh, you run from feeling a certain way, insert here, how do you not want to feel and how do you want to feel? All right. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, the only problem we're ever going to have is uh, how we feel about something. Okay. So I was like, well, maybe the issue is how we deal with one another. And you're like, what? Wait a second, Ashley, what are you talking about? Right. And I'm trying to understand my thought behind that this morning. So let, let me, let me see if I can break it down for you guys. If God created man, okay. And, uh, if God created mankind and said it wasn't good for man to be alone, we can only assume that man is the source of our emotional pain. Now, it's not man, but the knowledge man now has that hurts us. Okay. It's how we relate to one another with the knowledge that we all possess. And you guys, the truth is we all have different knowledge. Some people don't have the knowledge of God. So therefore they suffer. They, it may not be obvious either. You guys, people are really, really good about looking one way and being another. How do I know? Because I did that as a Christian too. I, I, I was counterfeit Christian. Yo, I was chameleon Christian. I knew how to try to look one way for one person and, and be another. I could adjust myself because I lived in stressful environments for survival. You guys, I, you ain't, you ain't fooling me. But there's people like that all over the world who, uh, you know, try to build up a certain life persona, how to, who try to build their identity on what people say about them, their performance, right? What are, and their circumstances. People try to build their value, build up their circumstances, uh, build up their performance in something and uh, build up what other people say about them. That's how they get their sense of self-worth. And though they feel completely worthless on the inside. Oh, I just called somebody out there. I only call you out because I can call myself out. I've called myself out on this, you guys. And I said, I'm so sick of living with that type of burden in my life. Lord Jesus, that is exhausting. Um, and how can I say this? You're always changing. You're a wave of the sea. All right. So anyway, you guys, I'm digressing once again, but th I think this is all relevant. All right. So look how Adam and Eve handled the knowledge of good and evil. 
Okay, what did they do? They blamed each other. Right, so God gave Adam the knowledge. Eve comes into the picture. You know, she has her knowledge, but then the knowledge she has is a little miskinskewed. Mis what's the word, miskinskewed? That's not a word. Maybe I just made it up. Anyway, uh, you know, she had, she knew the knowledge of God, but she goes, we can't even touch it. Where did she, who, who told her that, right? It's like the telephone game when you're a kid and you have one thing that you say and you say it to the person next to you and the more people that are involved, the more confusing it gets. Look at what happened even in the, in the Bible, right? It was just God by himself. He's got his knowledge. He passes it to Adam. Then Adam passes his knowledge to Eve. And then now the serpent gets involved. So it's just this really messy, nasty game of telephone. All right. And so, and that's how we hurt each other, right? Is what we think we heard the other person say, right? Is that not an issue with communication too? You know, you guys will probably bust into that with uh, communication uh, for the podcast. I'm going to write that down, you guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about communication. Communication. Let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, just, you know, understanding each other. And really, if we don't try to seek to understand what someone meant, hey, God, what'd you mean by that? Hey, Adam, what'd you mean by that? <laughs> um, we would have, well, you guys, we're going to have way high quality relationships if we learn that skill. And he way. So, I mean, have knowledge. Something happened in between as they were communicating to each other. Obviously, now we've now we're now they're hiding from God. God confronts them, and God goes, "Who told you that?" And then Adam blames the woman, you know, and then she blames this person and this or that. No one's taking full responsibility. They're not even realizing the knowledge that really got them there. They think it's the serpent. Again, they think it's what they can see. They think it. Oh, it's that woman. I can see her. Oh, it's that serpent. I can see the serpent. That must be it. Without questioning the thoughts and the process that was running through their mind that brought them to the outcome that they're blaming each other for that they don't want to have on them. So, blaming. Uh, what's the other thing that happens, right? Uh, when, how we handle the knowledge of good and evil with each other. Uh, blame. They hid from God, and now they're hiding from each other. And that's the thing. They were working together to hide from one another, right? They were both making fig leaves. At one point, they were naked, you know, no shame, uh, you know, husband and wife relationship. They could live, trans, you know, honestly before each other, no shame, whatever. And now all of a sudden, they're working together to hide themselves from each other. Maybe, and that was, maybe that was a security within itself. Hiders love hiders. Um, okay. Uh, so they're hiding from one another. Um, hold on, you guys. Let's see here. Yeah, we'll each put our fig leaves on. <laughs> Hurry before God sees. Okay, and then they felt that they couldn't look at each other. Right? I was naked. Oh, I was afraid because I was naked. And he said, who told you that? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from, you guys? And uh, so, they thought they were afraid because they were naked. You guys, I already talked about that. We'll stop there. So, vulnerability. What is vulnerability? It means to feel. In the garden, they were naked. They felt no shame. Right, so they they believed they were they were uh, worth belonging and connection, and they were worthy of love, and you know they had that. And then all of a sudden, something comes in into play. You guys, anyway, back to vulnerability. The, your ability to feel, you have to be willing to. How can you say this, you guys? Take full responsibility for how you're feeling. And ask God, what am I entertaining, Lord, that's leading to the feeling? What thoughts am I entertaining that's leading to the way I'm feeling? 
they had the knowledge of God, they felt no shame. They have the knowledge of good and evil, they feel shame, hiding, fear, blame. All those emotions that keep you from your purpose. Adam, he he wasn't out working the field like God told him to. God created him to take care of the plants and do these jobs he's supposed to do. But what was he doing? He's hiding over there in the bushes with his wife. They're trying to, you know, cover up their shame because they, they thought they had shame because they were naked. That wasn't the problem. The problem was, oh man, what am I thinking that's leading to this? And being able to face your emotions. You know, I, I almost wonder what would have happened if somebody would have taken responsibility and said, you know, God, who told you that? Uh, well, the serpent told us that. Or, you know, like, we went ahead and decided to eat from the tree because of this, right? I mean, did they have the ability to reason? I'm sure they did. It was probably immature. You know, just like children. They can they, they begin to reason and put things together. Kids are pretty funny with it, though, right? Because they don't have all the experiences. But, they, but as they get experiences, they start to put two and two together. And they come up with their conclusions, you know? It, it, it would have been like that with us with God. You know, anyway, you guys, I better get off this podcast. I hope I communicated vulnerability to you guys the best way I could. Like I said, this is something I've never really understood or known. I've, I'm just now, like the last couple of years, been really trying to understand it so I can apply it and why it's like, why vulnerability is so important. Why do we need to understand how we feel? I understand why it's important because I knew um, that my dad had told me no one ever taught me how to deal with how I feel. No one ever taught me how to deal with stress. That's why my dad, you know, went down the pit as quick as he did. So I'm like, you know what, Lord, this is so relevant to everybody. We got to learn how, we got to learn how to deal with how we feel. You guys, I better get off this podcast. I got 10 seconds left, y'all. Thank you for your support. Continue to subscribe and share the podcast, you guys. Tune in for Food for Thought Friday tomorrow. New episode dropping Monday, you guys. I love you so much, and I will see you next time.